going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. The bar. Ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 122 of the VAR Bar podcast. My name is Jake. I'm the resident Chelsea fan here, as you all know. And again, I've got the absolute honour of hosting these boys. Let's hear it from the lads. We have got Char back in the building. How are we doing? Yo, <laughs> yo my people. Active, man. The grind. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> happy but to be back. We're happy to have are, you. Are back. you, though? Are you, though? <laughs> Oh man, I mean, I could have, I could have probably timed it a bit better, but we move, man. We move. Yeah, we move. <laughs> <laughs> and after Char, <laughs> <laughs> and after Char, we have got Shalom. What's good, man? I'm good. How's everyone doing? It's a hot day. We're sweating out here, bro. We're sweating yeah. out here, but we're Real. surviving, Tanning, man. Tanning. <laughs> yeah. Drew, is it hot in Amsterdam? Well, Holland, where you live, or is it? What's going on there? With it's hot, with, man. Same as you guys. Hot everywhere, yeah. Yeah, man. Hot like, hot like Nelly. Hot like Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I time we're we'll getting to that, don't worry. Raw, look how quick he's <laughs> <Wow. laughs> done. Wow. Hey. Anyway. Hey. <laughs> and then we have got These... Prez in the building. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? We've got back Drew. From, back from hiding, yeah? Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. I went on pilgrimage, you know. Men's <laughs> Yeah, all of that, all of that. <laughs> and then, then we've got Drew. Yeah, man, we're here, out here. And finally, last but not least, we've got Toast. What's good, bro? Come on. Talk to nice. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, boys. The introduction is done. We have to straight, jump straight into it. It was a great game week two and the second to last game. We're recording straight after it happened. Battle of the Bridge, part two. Chelsea welcoming Spurs. Spurs come into the game. We're hearing a lot about them possibly being title challengers again, closing that gap. Chelsea, a wounded animal, having an awful preseason. And boy, oh boy, what a treat of a game that was. 2-2, it had goals, it had clashes. I'm pretty sure Conte and Tuchel were ready to scrap from minute one. Um, Megs, I'm going to come to you first. Just from a trying a neutral perspective from this game before mm-hmm. I rant about Anthony Taylor, what did you think of it? Um, to be honest with you, I didn't like see the game from start to finish. But you know, we do our, our predictions, right? I called it a two two all. I knew that game was going to end up that way. Um, but yeah, because I didn't see, it. I'll be the the, the the worst person to speak about it. But it looked a good game, especially the. I guess the um, fight between Tuchel and Conte, we need to speak about that. What a game of football though, man. I can't lie. It's like, it felt like back to like the, not the olden days, but I'm not showing my age too much in it, but um, just the days like when Jose used to ha- like, go, like go out with Wenger. Um, yeah, man, it's what I like to see in football. I think the referee played a part in that. I think the game kind of flowed. Um, it blew it probably in 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 favor of of Chelsea but um yeah man not just from a neutral perspective to be fair cuz I didn't really have a um a team who I wanted to win more um I think that was a great game of football to be fair yeah i mean so chelsea just tactically i think i might be biased here but i thought we were all over spurs for 90 yeah. minutes yeah like 
especially the fact that like like say like Spurs had come in and their fans were telling us that they were closing the gap, that they were going to give Liverpool and City a run for their money, and yet here we are, absolutely having them. Like we were all over the park, we were pressing them fantastically. We always looked like we had a spare man. Um, honestly, I was it was ridiculous for me, and then. Just in terms of the referee, both goals should have easily been disallowed. I genuinely believe that. I think Ben Tancor had gone through Kai for the first one. That second one, how Romero did not get sent off. That was a that was a mazzoline, to be honest. And and even the like like you mentioned the Havertz thing as well. That was a foul. Uh, the the side the hot side man. What, what, what are they called again? The assistant referee was right, Bar. right, right on it. Neither VAR, VAR, the assistant referee with his flag, he was right, he was looking at it. Lines and he'd even flag for it. So that was a bit spooky. Linesman, that's the word. Fuck it now. But um, yeah, man, I think Chelsea, I think it was, first of all, it was a good game in terms of like, from a Chelsea's perspective, because Tottenham were not participating whatsoever. They were, uh, their star boys got cancelled out by Chelsea's defence. It was almost a perfect game from from Chelsea, to be honest. Some some might say con table yeah. though. Some might say con table, bro. Some might say nah, stay I'm in the game. That. I'm not having that. I'm not having nah? that. I'm not having that. Talk, talk nah, fair, horrible, Hell no. Hey, they, no they, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't great at all. Chelsea deserved to win the game. But what I'm saying is that how many times, especially I feel like brother, Leon, but how can you call it con table when both of these goals should have not stood? That's not Conte, bro. That's just you've been, you've been lucky, or the ref has busted yeah, you. No, no, you're, you're lucky. no, no. You're, you're right. I'm not. I'm not saying that it was. What I'm saying is that like Conte is like he's renowned for like being like the team that stays in games, isn't it? Like not mm. necessarily dominates on the ball, but stays in games and then can hit. Like obviously, look, their the goals shouldn't have stood, but I'm saying that like the goals did, and like we're looking back at the result now, and you're saying that's probably a better point for Spurs than it is for for Tottenham. For sorry, for, yeah, for Chelsea. 100. So. Yeah, in in the grand scheme of things, maybe like in the course of the season, bro, that, that's looking like a like a nah, like a positive nah, the result for for Conte. Nah. Uh, now I that mean, you say that, now that you say that, Char, because when it was um, it was like the 89th minute and it was two mm. one for Chelsea, I was thinking it's only two one. <laughs> so, you understand? Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I hear it. I hear it. Game should, game should have been dead and buried, man. Like, yeah, Chelsea should have. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, like, have yeah. Havert missed a very big chance, like middle of the yeah. goal. But yeah, man, no, nah, nah, I'm not. I'm not giving this one to Conte ball at all, man. Because for me, yeah. that before them to get Emirates, Old Trafford, Etihad, Anfield, like they're not going to get anything from those games if they play like the way the way they played. They're but, very lucky on both. Toast, toast, toast. They go to got, OT, boy. Hmm. Toast, toast. You you got to remember like, that Tottenham decoration, boy. Tottenham don't win at Chelsea, <laughs> by the way. Like that is like a it's like a historical. Yeah. Like when's the last Facts. time that Tottenham won at Chelsea? Facts. Yeah. So like, but, bro, the fact that they got bro, for them, I'm telling you now, they're probably celebrating like it's a dub. Can't lie. No, they were, but yeah, I don't know, mm. man. I, I get what you mean, though, in terms of like hopefully, the the yeah the way of football, it's not quite that. Yeah, I get it. I think as like, well. I think um, yeah. Was, yeah. Sorry, Jake. I was just going to say as well. I think well, myself included, and quite a few other people were kind of whispering that you know what, this might actually be Tottenham's first chance to really get a result at Chelsea. But it just looked like same old Tottenham, man. It didn't it didn't really move me into are they going to be a challenger or are they, are they definitely going to make the top four this year? I didn't see nothing from them today, man. So, yeah, yeah. man. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. 
Yeah, I think the main thing for me, I don't know whether you agree about this, Prez, but you think of the Spurs team right now and you think of Son and Kane, right? The most prolific mm-hmm. partnership in Premier League history. They were quiet as a mouse all game. They're, like I, Reese James's job on Son, I've never seen from Reese James a better performance defensively. Like he shut him down. There was he was offering nothing. And Harry Kane was quiet as a mouse. He got a couple of fouls first half. That was it. He did nothing until he touched in the last goal. Yeah, and even then, I think you know Reese James kind of helped that one in. If if we're honest, if 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 the shot wasn't on target from Kane. Well, the header wasn't on target from Kane, it would have been down as an own goal, but they've they've given it to Kane because it was majority on target. But yeah, man, I think especially with the key players, Chelsea set up really well to deal with them. I mean, if you think about the, the effectiveness of Kulusevski in the game against Southampton last week and what he did down that right-hand side in comparison to, you know, him having to deal with Koulibaly and Kukurea this week. Um, he, he didn't. He didn't really have anything for them, and um, for the majority of the game, you know, Kulabali and Kukurella handled him really well. And then, you know, speaking on Kane and Son, you know what, right? Not taking anything away from Reese James because he did a fantastic job handling Ke- uh, uh, Son. However, if you think about, like, I don't know who caught the game last week against Southampton, um, they weren't really their main weapons in that game either. So as I I mentioned sort of last week, there's been a lot of emphasis and it is part of Conte's style of play. There's a lot of emphasis on what the wing backs can offer and how they can influence the game and and, um, create opportunities. And I felt like there was more emphasis again or, or attempted emphasis again in the wide areas. But I think Chelsea just dealt with it fantastically on both flanks. Um, and really and truly, Kane and, and Son just didn't 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 offer much. And and I think it's a similar story again today. Uh, I don't know if you know that's part of Conte's thinking as to maybe try and take some emphasis away from the two two key guys and and um, sort of create more opportunities from other areas of the pitch. But at the end of the day, these are your two golden geese, and you need to have them firing like from the first game to the last game of the season if you want a chance of finishing anywhere respect uh, respectably so um, yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens over the course of the season sorry I think, I think sorry no, I was just going to say I think um, Loftus-Cheek done a great job oh, on Sessegnon he did yeah because yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. if you watched the game last week I, I didn't actually watch the game but I caught the highlights Sessegnon and M, um, Emerson Royale Royal, yeah. they were like the differences in that game and I feel like um, the way Tuchel had the team playing, it meant that like there was overloads in those in those situations. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, that yeah, that sort of like basically meant that Sessignon and Emerson Royal were thinking about probably the weaker side of their game, which is going backwards as opposed to going forwards. And yeah. so um yeah, tactically I think Tuchel he, he he smashed it to be fair. But I feel yeah, I think in the end they they're gonna rue the fact that they just didn't finish their chances when they got them. Thanks. Yeah, I I can't disagree. Like as as much as I will blame the ref for giving yeah, them two goals. I, I can't disagree that like the Havertz chance, it's not that you can do more about it, but you need him to hit the target at least mm-hmm. from there. That's just, it is what it is. Um, the Sterling miss where you had like a couple of touches in the box and then put it over the top corner. Like again, you want him to hit the target in that situation. Yeah, it, it is disappointing. Loki the Mount one. 
it was yeah, I, outside yeah. the box, but yeah, I agree with that. Back. Like the space opened up nicely, mm. but just from a Chelsea fan perspective, like to say, like we came into this season, obviously the four 0 defeat against Arsenal, like our preseason just looked so fractured. We play Everton last week in an absolute ball draw. Well, not ball draw, but it was a boring, boring game. Barely created anything. Had to win because of a penalty. And then just the fact that we managed to up our performance in one week like that. Mm. Is... Yeah, I was I was impressed, man, because I even said it in the chat. Like I thought Chelsea were done out, man. And and yeah, I was impressed by the way you you guys um, handled Spurs. Obviously, echoing what Tosin said, I I, I back Spurs to win as well because I thought Spurs were a different Spurs. But clearly not. They yeah, they just kind of look the same. Or, or it's the it's the allure of Stamford Bridge that they can't hack. But um, I, I wanted to ask, uh, obviously you guys, but obviously Jake first as well. Um, in regards to Koulibaly, oh mate, a great performance, fam. Last week the Arsenal Donnies were saying Saliba and Van Dijk in it, but I think Koulibaly is the closest rubbing shoulders with Van Dijk, man. And I'm saying this, hold on, I'm saying this because Koulibaly has already got a rap sheet, not because he, not like a Saliba in it, but Koulibaly has already got a reputation in the game in it, and. The way Koulibaly was playing, spraying passes with his left foot, right foot. I'm like, huh? Comfy. Hey, comfy. Handling what's his name? Kulisewski. Comfy. Bro. Yeah, hey, man, that, that's a, that's a yeah, good, good yeah. short performance. What do you say Rudiger replacement? Man, it might, it might even be an upgrade, man. Yeah, I mean, based on that performance anyway. But um, yeah, man, looks very, very good. Obviously, I mean, just topped it off with a well, very well-taken goal. Obviously, that's not what Chelsea are going to expect from him all season. But, I mean, just based on his defence. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me as well, I'm going to harp on your point there, Drew, about his distribution. I think the difference between Rudiger and Koulibaly is that they both they both bring that aggressive aspect that I think our defence needs, the one where they're going to try and rush out and neutralise the threat. Sorry before it even happens. But whereas I think when Rudiger got the ball, he he wasn't really much of a passer. He was very much a carrier. He would want to take the ball to the defence and then just chew it over from 30 yards. But I mm. think Koulibaly is very, very happy with just trying to dissect the defence and play those line-splitting balls. Like You could see him trying to get to Kukure. You could see him getting to Mount, who I thought... I know Carragher was waxing lyrical over him, but he did have an underrated performance today. He was just creating overloads no matter where he went um yeah like the the longer i leave it the more ha the happier i will be with chelsea's performance overall and more optimistic but right now yeah I, i'm just i am very annoyed that we dropped two points um we have to talk about the managers don't we like that conte <laughs> to Kel, that was a domestic and a half so you've got Conte celebrating Spurs' equaliser right in Tuchel's face. Tuchel taking offence to that. Chelsea then go 2-1 up. So, of course, Tuchel decides to sprint down the sideline in front of Conte and the Spurs bench. To be fair, Spurs, they didn't react to that. They just let it happen. And then at the end, the handshake. So, I've just been looking at the post-game comments and Tuchel said he's gone for the handshake. He's saying that when you give someone a handshake, you're supposed to look them in the eye as a matter of respect. Conte's not done that and Tuchel's obviously taken offence to it and it's just kicked off again. They both tried to downplay it as just two, they're comparing it to like two players just having a bit of a balmy, then moving on. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think we all loved it, right? 
that has to be a thing. We all want to see that in the league more. You want to see that competitive Definitely. fire flowing. Definitely. <laughs> Who have you got in the fight? Too short or Conte? Conte. Oh, mate. Yeah, Conte. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love Tuchel, but Conte would, like, he's a man that would rip you up. Ah, he yeah. seems too emotional for me, you know. Himself in the <laughs> uh, Conte would, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think Conte would scatter him, but you know what? I was surprised. <laughs> like, the, way, the way Tommy held him, like, his, his, I mean, like, there was some vim in, in that. In that hold. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> that, that, that hold was like, we, that yeah. Patrice Evra versus <laughs> Luis Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a cracking game. Um, I do want to come to... I'll go for Char for this one. Like, So, we discussed Chelsea coming up a bit. Spurs, what do you think this means for their season? Like, Conte comes back. Obviously, he's got in multiple signings that he's approved for a lot of money. Very un-Spurs-like. You've got all the expectation in the world now that you're going to close the gap to the top two. You put out a performance like that. That is, quite frankly, a stinker. Are you focusing more on that performance and thinking, or oh, how are we going to come back from that? Or are you taking the positive of, we go to our worst ground in history. This is now one in 31 games that they've won at Stamford, but they've managed to get a point out of nowhere. Uh, I, th- I think it's, it, you, I mean, typically at this stage in the season, it's all about performance and you, and you want obviously results to, to lead from good performances. But I think if you're Tottenham, um, after the historical context behind like playing at Stamford Bridge, you are taking a point with both hands and you're running away and you're saying thank you very much. In the course of the season, um, that's a positive point, not a negative. Um, I don't think Tottenham aspirations will be hindered by the fact that they got a point at Stamford Bridge because they don't ever get points there. Um, but obviously in terms of the actual performance, so yeah, I don't think it was what Conte is hoping, but people have got to remember that that first 11 was basically the 11 that ended last season. Um, and the signings that they've made, Richardson came on and basically changed the game. Tottenham haven't historically had that player that can play in like all three forward positions and can come on and change the game. And I think he did to some extent. Um, not to say that Tottenham were like better than Chelsea, but he they were a lot better when he came on when he was on the pitch. So uh, yeah, I think I think it's a positive point for them, um, and I think they will sort of go on to the next game with with some confidence. To be fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. We'll have to see how both teams get along. I think both teams now, they go into a bit of a nicer run before some bigger games. So mm. it's definitely some time for them to start with some momentum. Um, moving on to the next game, the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday afternoon. Char, what, what, game, what game was that? What, what game was that again? Um, well, let me re- jog your memory, lads, because repression <laughs> does work quick in my experience. Um, Char, you've definitely picked the right episode to come back. <laughs> but, um, I, I didn't you, want people to think I was hiding too much. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get a reputation for that. Um, mm-hmm. United obviously trying to bounce back from their opening day performance against Brighton. They're going to what your own fans in the stadium were called a bus stop in Fulham. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, in Hounslow. And... You're 4-0 down inside 35 minutes. Eric Ten Hag, I mean, Char, from your perspective, mm-hmm. like, I don't know about where you can say this, but you could argue that this is the worst United have ever been, especially in your lifetime. But mm-hmm. like, nothing comparable to this. All the preseason hype that was generated has now disappeared in a flash, really, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, how big do you think this crisis is for United? Ah, <laughs> where do I begin? Um, it, it's, 
I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll go, we'll dissect the, the actual performance. And I don't want to take anything away from like the footballing performance um, behind, obviously, Man United yesterday because I was like a dismal, and that's like it's never been as this bad, especially since I've been a fan. Um, we've had sort of dire teams. We've had better teams. We've had teams who who probably wouldn't be half as talented as probably what this team is that we have now, but. Um, yeah, we haven't had a team that is sort of like performs like this and that like has like shot off so much confidence and are basically not playing like what a, a Man United team should be. Um, but when we look at it, and I think I'll go into some detail about it when when obviously the conversation sort of keeps going. Um, but but yeah, the, the the performance yesterday, the only surprise was that um, it was only four 0 To be honest, um, I think. People who actually want to understand what's actually happening at Man United realize that like the club is in dire, dire straits, and it's like, yeah, it is. It's just in a place where like, unless there's like a like a, like a massive change, and the, the, you can blame the manager. And I think I've said to a couple of the guys in the chat, I've um, to some extent, I'm I'm, I'm putting some blame on um, Ten Hag because he's come in and he's made some decisions that I've really thought were, like, were, were a bit curious, and I think he should have stamped his authority. I remember. Uh, when Pep first came into Man City, I think it took like six months for it all, like maybe a season and a, and a bit for him to get rid of Joe Hart. Um, and we we still got the gay are basically talking about a new contract. So that just shows like the type of, but I do think to some extent, um, and Eric Ten Hardy's not been helped. The the club are, um, would be rotten for anyone. Um, and yeah, it, it's just going to keep going like this until there's actual change in, in the company, in, in actually the business. Can you blame the manager though? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not blaming. Well, that's, that's my point. I'm, I can't blame the manager. What I can say is that right. with the, the the cards that he's been dealt, he hasn't dealt the best ones at the right times. If that makes sense, um, yeah. he he. I feel like the the two big decisions for me were Harry Maguire should not have been the captain after his performances. Um, he represents, I think, what was so toxic about the club and and the fans' relationship at the moment. Um, and um, the second decision was if you want to build from the back as a fo- if you want to play football, um, uh, David de Gea isn't the keeper that's that's gonna be, that's gonna do that for you. That's the reason why he's been dropped from Spain um, because he can't play um, that. Not just look, a keeper's main number one job is to save shots, and he has done that last season. Hence the reason why I thought he should um, he should have been sort of up there with the um, the PFA eleven because I thought he had an outstanding season by his own merits. However, if you're talking about like actually like how the modern day football has actually like progressed. He isn't the type of keeper that can start build up. He he can't read the room like well enough. He look look at the pass yesterday for Ericsson. Like any other keeper, Allison, Edison, all of these players, they're all they're they're, they're finding their wingers, their wing backs, sorry. They're like they're they're progressing the ball. Uh, and he's just not ready to do so. So um yeah we, we I could go down why, so many why different Maguire, routes. Here, why is Maguire why is Maguire passing the ball to him at the kick? At the, at the no, 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 bro, yeah, that's yeah. That, no, that's, that's the first question. I think it was, was yeah, it Martinez no. or Maguire. 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 No, sorry, it was, it was Martinez. I think he passed. I think, no, I think Mart- it was, it was Martinez. I'm not sure. It was Martinez. It was Martinez. It was Martinez. Way, it was Martinez. Way, may... I mean, because why is yeah. even the second but, pass? Like, um, when you're passing yeah. Like, like, where's the sense in that? Bro, have you have we seen? That's what I'm saying. It these these decisions have fought, have like even the tactical ones now. Like, why are we playing that five foot seven centre back at away at at Brentford when like they have probably one of the most physical strikers in the league 
they and they're probably one of the only teams in the league that play with two up top. So like, it's just like, come on, it's just but yeah. He hasn't helped playing, himself, but it's, it's, it's not his. It's not his. It's not all his fault, basically. Why are you playing this five foot seven centre back at all in the Premier League? That's, uh, bro, that's, my, that's a conversation that's, again. That's the that, first my, question. My to thing be had. is, he wasn't the worst of the two centre backs. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Of course not. So let's not. So let's not stick it on him. Stick it nah, on Drew, 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 Oh, come on. Drew, do you we, think it was a coincidence that we actually we got two more physical players, even though they were, one of them was honestly awful in McTominay, but we brought two physical players and the, the second yeah, half yeah, was no nil. They couldn't they couldn't do the thing. I, I get it. I get that. I get that to be honest. But because they put me, under so much pressure, it's just been obvious. And even the game before that, the game, our first game, it was exactly the same thing. They put mm. like even the team spoke about it after, didn't they? They said that we we yeah, we targeted Martinez because obviously he's new to the Premier League. Like typically when you sign look look, look at the way Gabriel, like other than probably Ben White, maybe, like most of Arsenal's like centre back signings have like had to been like, you know, nurtured into the into the first team other than Gabriel. Um, but like, and you look at the other teams, they, like, even Ake, he's starting for City a lot now. However, he he had a season and a half where he was basically getting sort of subbed into games that, you know, like catching the feel of like how to play. But because of the, the club work, like the, the, the play in the team that we have now, Martinez has to, he's, he's gone to, to Brentford away and basically got stuck on by, by Ivan Tonium and his mandem. For me, I think the, the most telling issue with United yesterday was just the fact that Brentford actually ran 13.8 kilometers more than that is nuts when you think about that's it. Nothing to, that's nothing to do with the manager. That's yeah, exactly. Nothing that's players. nothing to do with them. Nothing to do with anything but the players. Players. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's just telling. Okay, so. So my, my response to that, my response to that is, is I actually agree with you. But my thing is that the club is like full of like mediocrity at the moment. It's like, like people can't like they don't even for the, like they don't even do the basics. Of- no, but, yeah, no, but the, the fact- thing is, when are you guys actually had a pre-season with who wants to play progressive football? No, but 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 I am, bro. When are you I am. When Pogba like, left, you like, didn't pick, see. Like Sancho, you you, you bro, guys don't want to talk to Sancho, but this guy's been dire for time. You haven't. No, but uh, bro, bro, the thing is, no, no, Drew, because you you guys, you basically want me to 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 concentrate on the players that your agenda lies from, bro. Mm-hmm. I, nah, that, 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 the, convers- the conversation, the conversation should really be about people like Maguire, about Luke Shaw, about the Gale. You know, man, don't want to talk about these men. You man talk about the agenda because you're because, because that because it fits the agenda. If we look at the first goal, who was responsible for the first goal? Mm. It was yeah. the gay that offset everything, and then it was a you man. What happened? You have we, like, we said that we said that we said it. But why are we talking Drew, about Sancho? You, you spoke about Sancho first before hold on, you asked me about the gay. The gay is probably bigger. What did I tell you in the group chat? What did I tell um Stephen in the group chat today? The Gea should have been replaced by Henderson last season. That's what I told him. I told mm. you guys about all your other players. I told you guys. So, Press, I don't know why you keep saying agenda when I told you about Sancho even before you joined the club. So, you can't tell yeah, me about but, agenda when you can't but, even but, tell me. You can't even tell Sam, me. What does games. that have to do with, in context with this? Like, we're because, talking about why Sancho, the goals happened Sancho, and how the game developed. Sancho, it doesn't because, have anything listen, to do with Sancho. Because, listen, if Sancho stayed in. If, 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 Sancho, if Sancho stayed if Sancho, on the pitch, he would have scored four goals and it would have been 4 4. Let's talk no, about what, what actually happened. Listen, if Sancho. If Sancho if Langer didn't come on for Sancho, yeah. Mm-hmm. That side would have been run ragged the rest of the game. Okay. The rest of the game. 
I want I want to chime in here, man. Like, I mean, watch honestly, watching United play from the back, it was like watching footballers play with like a pamphlet of instructions in their hand. It was just horrible to watch. Like, there was no flow to it. There was no rhythm to it. At any basic level of football, you know that it, you don't pass out from the back. Like, like so yes, accountability for that 100%. Like, Maguire right now, just running around doing nothing. nothing man. And, and, but for me, my biggest takeaway is, and... This and, and maybe, maybe it's too early to double down on this press, isn't it? But this this was why I said that it's more of an indictment on United than it has anything to do with Arsenal. You you're coming off your worst ever season. The manager can't go out and play. It's predominantly still the same players you have. Do you understand? Like you you're coming off your worst season with players. Like fine. That's that's a that's, that's a story we can get into for another day. But ultimately, it's still the same players who are absolutely below par. They're not good enough. Like So for me, it's going to take, to have to, to see any impact that ETH can have, it's going to take a couple of windows because these aren't his players. Fam, a couple, bro. Like four or five, These man. aren't his players. Like, apart like, apart from Fam, like, though, regrettably. Like, fam, that, like, but yeah. but yeah. even the worst part, which I... Sorry, Tokes. Even the worst part, which I, I keep hammering on, the issue with what, Good players would would choose United as my brother. You man don't understand the, the the magnitude of yesterday's result, bro. It's really it's, bad. It's it's so like what players looking at Manchester United, and that's like, and this is my point. Like when man them talk about bro, but you man spent this, you man spent that. Where has that got us now? Like all like, like, no 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 but, but no, Drew Drew because let me like, do you know is I was actually going to go into this like a bit later in it, but like whilst I'm here, I'm just gonna just spray it. This this whole notion that Manchester United spend money so we should be good is so flawed. It's actually a bit annoying now to oh like to explain. Days. Like, can, can people not comprehend the same people making these football decisions to spend eighty mil on Pogba, then sell him back for free, or um, Maguire eighty mil, or De Gea being the highest paid goalkeeper in history plus the world? All of these the football decisions are being made by people who are not in footballing choices like the, the people have been talking about this even during the time when Alex Ferguson was winning bro like you man, you might not remember the yellow and green um, flags you not remember those times when people were protesting against the Glazers bro like the, the, but let me just like just explain yeah the way the Glazers bought Manchester United yeah at the moment, when Chelsea was being sold, um, I think one of their consortiums tried to... Um, um, do you guys know the term a leverage buyout? Basically, when you use basically bonds and loans to buy a club like, like or buy a, a, a franchise or a company. Like, that's how they bought Manchester United. So that's orig originally the reason why people were against the Glazers in the club. And the, the only reason why it worked is because they took over when Sir Alex Ferguson and David Gill were at their pomp. Manchester United were cash rich. We had like 350 mil in the bank. So whatever we were spending when we bought, um, so like we obviously we were spending during Sir Alex Ferguson's time, but we we, we obviously we, we spent what the club was making. Now we're not winning the FA Cup. We're not winning the league. We're not winning anything. The club is cash. We're not cash rich. We got like 50 mil in the bank, bro. And that's because of the, the, these decisions that these 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 um, these glazers have made have have, have just have just breeded me mediocrity but so, but and so. that has meant that like we're just we're just lax we're just lax bro and this, and this is the reason why we've signed a new manager what you think he didn't he didn't come and have conversations about we I need X Y and Z now bro we have signed three players one being a free transfer the other being a a, a basically a protege like a, someone that's gonna be good and what and and another like come you, on man it's not you, enough do you, do you want us Liverpool and Arsenal fans. Do you want to no, 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 no
um, world-class yeah, players. No you facts. still you still yeah. managed to compete with like the likes of Madrid and and Drew, um, and, Drew. And, and and the and the top teams in terms of that's, that's why I agreed wages. with with Mace. That's why I agreed with Mace when I said that the biggest alarming thing for us right now is with everything that you can see in our team. Rashford was meant to be the new star boy. Sancho was meant to be the new star boy. Um, Ronaldo is one of the greatest players to ever step foot like in 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 in, in the world. Yeah, and even he is is walking off a pitch at four nil down. Like like understand how deep like these men don't even run for the club anymore, bro. Like, I don't, don't, don't blame Ronaldo, run. to be honest. No, no, I don't blame Ronaldo. Ronaldo is at least of our Rory's, brother. At the moment, these men can't even run for the club. McTominay, bro, why are you in the team if you can't run? Okay, let me ask a question That's to right, both Chris and, and Char. Um, both <clears> you, do you believe ETH is the guy to take you out of the slump? I think that's the that's the first question. I, I, I can let Pres answer. For, I can answer it quite easily. I think he is a pedigreed manager. Do I think he has given been given the right tools to succeed now? No, no, not not, not yet, not yet. Just do you think he's the man? That's the, um, the best question. yeah, stand alone, yeah. Um, but he's going. I'm going to judge him after like three or four windows, isn't it? Personally, Pres, Pres, what if do you he, think? If he gets the time, I think he's a talented coach, and I think he's the most talented coach we've probably had in uh, a long time. Yeah, um, he's got ideas, he's got philosophy, and he's trying to implement that. But he doesn't have the right players yet. So, on the back of what Charles says, um, yeah, he does need a couple more windows in order to kind of properly judge him. But yeah, I do think that he's the right man. Fine, and and for me, that's 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 a positive. That's light because if you have someone who is good, who's competent, hopefully United can support him during the uh, transfer windows, and that will it will get better. But like I told you, man, time ago, it will get worse for you guys before yep. it gets better. Yeah, fam. Well, we're trying to sign Rabiot, bro. Like, but if we lost, we lost four nil. I'm man. Am I talking to me about? Yeah, we're gonna start next round of of talks for Rabiot's mother. Like, like, <laughs> like, bro. Like, think about the, like how like 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 we've just lost four nil to Brentford, and you man are saying your next big signing for us because you can't get a player basically that is being forced out of club like by his heels. Is Rabiot like you man deep it, bro? Like these guys, bro. These these external employments, yeah. That's like happening inside. That has, they, bro. They don't even want to hire a sporting director, bro. They they signed Ragnik here yeah, to come in and be a consultant for the bit for the, for the for the club in terms of football decisions. He said that you need to have heart um, open heart surgery. Donny got sacked. Like you man <laughs> so deep nah, it. Then I didn't want to work who, with him, bro. Who, who, who bro, Sorry, who at United is actually the chief like decision maker? My brother, like, Richard and... Arnold and John uh, Murta, basically. It's like, John Murta and um, Richard Arnold. I'm, Richard I mean, Arnold's I mean, the CEO. Like, decisions that I've seen, like, like, for me personally, I don't feel as if Ericsson was like a necessary signing. It's a good signing, don't get me wrong. Obviously, probably the signing of you guys, but I feel as if there's so many areas, like the whole back seven needs addressing from last, and we knew this from last season. So, so how is Ericsson? How's Pogba been let? Ericsson's coming Bravo. as like a marquee signing. Um, is Malassia ready to kind of j- come in and replace Luke Shaw straight Toast. Probably, probably yeah. not. Yeah. Yes, man. Toast, 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 toast. You're, you're literally explaining what I've literally been saying. These people making these decisions at these moments in time are the ones running the club and that's the problem. That's the issue, bro. Like, 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 think about it. Like, I, no one can tell me Martinez should have been signed as a, as, as, as a centre-back that's going to unlodge Varane and thing. Not yet. I can understand if, like, two, two, three seasons later when he's, impl- he's implemented his way of playing Char, football, I'm not going to lie. He could I'm sign not, I'm, him. I'm not going to lie. Come on, man. The, 
with with the the three signings that have come through the door, I I can't even say those are club signings, bro. No, I no, no, no. I'm not, no, no, no. Those I'm, are Ten Hag signings. I'm, I'm not saying the club signings. What I'm saying is that like the t- the timing of them, like Martinez is a sort of player that you sort of implement in your club once you've like built the way of playing football. You know, like. Oh, I, I hate even like using um, these men as like an example, but think about when, when like when like Arsenal has signed like they they, they sent Saliba on loan for two seasons and he's come back and look he slotted into a way of playing football. Like mm-hmm. like Martinez is like he's he's not like your average centre back that's just gonna come in and basically like be able to hit the ground running. He's gonna be like you, exactly. take time to like you got what I'm saying. He's a different sort of centre back to what we're used to. But bro, he's he's being he's basically been thrown into the Lions then. Yeah, yeah. But because the club haven't like <laughs> planned things ahead, like and this is what people don't understand about Ragnar, the whole Ragnar the, the, the whole Ragnar situation and the reason why. Look, cool. I understand that um, Ten Hag didn't want to work with him. But you're trying to tell me the club didn't foresee the fact that they wanted Eric Ten Hag, what, 18 months ago when you were speaking to Ragnick? Like, like where's the communication? Like, surely the, the, the job the job that Ten Hag was going to accept would have been like, yeah, Ragnick is going to be there. Like, why why is it that Ten Hag's no, coming to the club? Because they have to. No, but deeply, why has Ten Hag, like, why is the decision, why is, wait, why wait, has the decision not happened earlier? Like, sure, why has yeah. the conversation not happened before? Char, question. So you're telling me Ten Hag went to the training, looked at Varane and thought, hmm, he's not ready. Fam, Varane's got injury problems, bro. Like that, like he can't be, like honestly, apparently this day at the beginning of the preseason, they've basically got him on his, his own regime. Right. Like where he, he's that training on his... has not clocked the Premier League. Fam, he bro, really has his legs are not, you know, I don't know what it is, but he keeps picking up like long-term, in, like little, like niggly injuries. Yeah, Mate. And he hasn't been that good as well. You, you, know, you know what, though? I, so, I would rather take Varane over, say, oh, cool, that bro, Martinez obviously. there and then put Martinez as a left-back. And that should be your... St- I know, obviously, you have Harry Maguire. We don't necessarily rate him. But I think what United needs to do is start from the back. And that begins with having, uh, uh, I guess, a day-in, day-out back four or five. Because Question, guys. Because uh, um, Paul, Paul, Paul Merson said something um, this weekend. He was like... Um, United should, I know it was like kind of tongue in cheek and then I actually laughed at it but I actually thought about it I was like do you know what it actually makes sense um, he was like oh maybe United should have signed Connor Cody and basically put uh, put, um, <laughs> put Maguire and uh, like Martinez beside either side of him and play the back mm. three and oh. I was like to, to be honest Maguire's his best ever performances have been in the back three mate, because right now bro we, ca- like, I, we can't defend I don't know what it is but like bro we've lost our last seven away games like do you, do you know how like, embarrassing that is? Like, do you, like, yeah, it's too much. It's too much. I, 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 said, it be- I, I said it before <laughs> the season started. Like, Ten Hag, the running of games that he had, first of all, in the beginning, at the beginning of the season was was not, not nice. But I always said that as soon as Ten Hag starts to get pammed and the results aren't going his way, and I think it would be sooner than I actually imagined, he will have to change things up tactically. Yeah. And I think we'll probably see that against Liverpool. So you don't be surprised if you see like a back five or something against uh, Liverpool. A back because five, you know. It's, really? Yeah, yeah, man. Because that or something, something will said. change. Some something <laughs> will, will, something will have to change for that game. Because if we just look at the two opening games as like a a measuring stick, you can't keep playing. You, like can't, you yeah. can't keep playing like that. So for the fact that the, the I think the the emphasis will be on not leaking goals and trying to get results. I think he'll have to change something for the meantime until he gets the players in that he so wants. What would, and that, what would, that what might would, not that might not even be this window. 
But what would be his game plan going into Liverpool then, being on zero points? Let's say, let's say, let's say Liverpool. Liverpool hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's say Liverpool draws the game against Palace. So I think United twentieth, Liverpool nineteenth, I think, or somewhere thereabouts. What would be the game plan for Tenag to draw or to win? Because if he's looking to back, my dog, bro, just, just, just Not look at this. Just look no, at that, just no, look no, at no, that game. I'm as just a... saying that you guys need to win in it. Kind of thing, Drew. Drew, Drew, look at that game as a loss already, bro. Like, I don't understand why you lot are even trying nah, to make it. Nah, 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 nah. Still... Oh, Drew, nah, man, you know nah, how it goes, bro. You I, get what you're say- I get what you're saying, but every- everyone connected with United don't want three L's on the bounce, bro. Fam, we are going to lose the game. Why, bro, what, why is it? Come on, fam, it's not even a, dis- a debate at this point. You're not. You know, I'm not getting what I'm saying. I get, I understand that you might concede that it's an L already because it's Liverpool, but that's not what you want. That's what I'm trying to say because you still have to no, get, I get points on boards because you're running after the facts if it's like three L's on the bounce because it's not going to get, get easier. I, I, you get. I, I, I get that. I get that. But for me, you just got to look at it, the season starts after the three L's, bro, because that's what it is. got to even accept it at this point. Like, don't even... Like, you got to accept it for what it is and, bro, he's got to make... He's got to... Yeah, if I see the same starting eleven or, like, one or two players change, bro, I want to see drastic changes in that. I want to see him... Um, that Luke Shaw, bro, let him go and play for England in every every quarter, bro. I'm tired of him. Like, he, he probably... Donny can't defend now. Like, like bro, Maguire, <laughs> bro, that whole bench, bro. Like, that, that, sure. I can't... Like, this is where yeah, uh, my, 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 my annoyance with Ten Hag has come from already. Yeah. There is no the way you the should have that. No, yeah. yeah. See that for me when I heard that, I was like, yeah, he's he's already he's he, he's on the, the he's on the club glazer side, isn't it? Like he's yeah. he's <laughs> and and it's that is why we're scary. To, I hope he's got the personality to basically to to demand in it and get. But bro, he hasn't started off well, and I understand he didn't want to shake things up. But bro, when you're when you're coming to a, a job like Manchester United, where we are now, you got to stamp your authority somehow. And Maguire should have been the bro, easy do, one. Do, do, because... do you want to do you want to do you want to know what I think? I think he's been lied to, to be honest. Bro, this I've been lied fam. to by the board. Like he he's been told one thing. He he's been told he'd be backed. He'd been told yep. that he'll get the um, you know, the players that he wants, he'll he'll yep. get he'll get them in. He's been told all of this, all of that, and he was been, he was probably given those assurances because I, I don't I, he doesn't take he doesn't strike me as someone that will take this job just because we're united. He no, had no, to be no, no, no. had to be given the assurances. Yeah. He said didn't he, it? Before, yeah. yeah, he did. Before he got the job. He had to be given the assurances that he would be, uh, he'll be backed, and he can do things in his way. And already, you're beginning to see so early on that you know the control really isn't sitting with him. Because you man deep it, do you know the the young the the young rumors started before he even joined the club because they knew that he was that was their number one target. So try and tell me even at that point, that reference point, yeah, for conversations you haven't been having with the, his intermediaries and his agent. Like you're trying to tell me, thirteen weeks on, yeah. you man are still chasing the Three same player, bro. Okay, you can't it's give that excuse mad, though. Like it's you not man, an excuse, bro. no, no, no. Let me let me explain. No, let me, let me, let me in regards to what Perez said no, against you no, no, about no, no, your manager, let me just make. Can I just make a quick point? Look, is because when you think about it, right? You are being approached by United, right? You need to do your due diligence. You need to ask yourself, right? As a as as a manager going into this club, what what players can we attract, right? So. The, the the situation now hasn't changed to the situation when Ten Hag was being sp- speak or spoken to with United. 
So he's a fool for accepting it because anyone with common sense would have known that no one, no good player at this current time is going to United. So he's a bigger fool. I'm, 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 well, who's I'm the bigger sorry. fool? Like Ten Hag. Ten Hag. You can't say he's been lied to. He, he, he went into United thinking, okay, if I go into United and change United, I will be, well, my stock will rise. Of course, he, he took a risk. We all know that. I think I would say he took a risk. I think that's just a, that's just a sporting risk, isn't it? Like, yeah, he yeah, took I a mean, risk. He took a risk, man. But I think mm, most... I think that's I think a bit too early to scream. You, you might not... You might not yeah, yeah you, you, you're already calling his bluff already. And it's yeah. like, the reality is, bro, like, as you said, the, the team... Okay, so just to, just to alarm you guys yeah, the team that we played yesterday have come from four different managers. Like there's still Jose, there's, there's still Jose signings in there. There's still um, uh, Ole signings in there. There's even still like, bro, that's how that deep it. Like, mm. like that the club that's that's not his team in it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna preempt the. He, don't get me wrong. He's a he's a fool to an extent of like, bro. If you don't come to the club, if the things haven't happened already, but you also got to understand the transfer window one hadn't hadn't even opened. But when we were talking to him, and two, he probably got the insurances that look. We've spoken to the agents because remember we agreed the t- the the actual fee with Barcelona for time. We've we've had that agreed for time. So like th- the issue is that they probably thought it would be a very smooth operation in terms of like actually Just getting player, De Jong through. But bro, you gotta understand that, bro. He's not speaking to De- like De Jong still. He's still playing for Barcelona and still involved. So he's not speaking to him every day like yo man. Like make sure you're coming. Like bro, these are these are conversations that happen with the intermediaries. And obviously they, he's looking at it thinking, bro, United are not where I want to be. His girlfriend apparently wants to still stay in Barcelona. So like there's so many different variables that you got to understand in it. But like the yeah. reality is, it just shows that like there's so like we are not what we used to be. The club is so rotten that the people who are even sitting at these tables having these conversations, they can't even do these. But David Gill, David Gill, this would have been patterned ages ago. Done. Like, but it's now it's 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 bruv, it's just it's just rubbish, bruv. We've got we've got bankers making football decisions, bro, and it's just dead. It's just dead. Fair enough, Char. Fair enough. I hope I hope you and Prez have you don't have to go to therapy this week because we've been there for <laughs> I you. I fired there already, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, yeah, United, they they're gonna get panned next week. That's that's just simple fact, really. And that then the rebuild can start, lads. We'll go with that. Um, we'll move next to North London, the carpet. All I'm hearing, lads, is the rumours are true. Jesus has risen. <laughs> two goals, two assists. Even Tosin has, is his nemesis. One Granite Xhaka is playing okay football at the minute. He is not a detriment to those gunners. So <laughs> um, for the first time since I've known you, you are actually positive about an Arsenal team. You are not ripping them for beating the Minnows. You are actually, you're seeing the light as it were. What is it about this start to the season, these two performances that you've seen so far that are actually showing, that actually giving you a bit of gas? Um, Man, you know what? And... Mm. Maybe there's a little bit of bias because obviously I've seen a couple of episodes of All or Nothing. But obviously, you guys obviously know my feelings about like Arteta. And for me, I mean, I've been, it's, it's, it's been with a heavy heart. I have to say that, you know what? Like the players have needed to take accountability because from what I've seen on All or Nothing, like Arteta does know what he's doing from a ta- tactical perspective. He does know what he's doing from a personnel perspective. So it's for me, it's... Get out and be counted. 
And I've said for a long time that I'm not seeing the vision. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing a system. Like you, you look at a team like Brighton, went, went to Old Trafford last week. They're playing Graham Potter's way. They're like the DNA is all over that. Very prematurely, yeah. Like, and there's obviously still a lot of things to be worked on, but I'm seeing something from these last two games. You know what I mean? Like Crystal Palace away, difficult fixture, man. Like I had nightmares thinking about Eze and Zaha going into that game, you know? Clean sheet, dealt with it well. Um, Bit of a basketball match, like you score me, I score you. But we've shown that, you know what? We have a striker who is who can score the goals, can play in and around the box, can get in on the assists, link up with the team well. And Jesus is our, he, we, we play through him. Do you understand? He's, he's, he's the focal point of the team. And it's so good to see him get off the mark. Two open play goals, already tied Lacazette's um, open play goal return for the whole of last season. And we're still only... Absolutely scandalous to even have to say that, but it's true. But man, you know what, man? I saw after the game, I saw the the the, the Premier League table. Us and City are the only two teams with two wins out of two. And I mean, that's not me saying that we're going to be anywhere near City or anywhere near the top two at the end of the season. But it's a nice feeling, man. And it's it's vindication. Just say, just say what, that's what you think, innit? Nah, bro. It's all right, man. Because you, know, you know, you know, I don't. I mean, look, look, look. I mean, come on. Do you know what I mean? Let's let, but let's be real. But it's a nice feeling because you you man know how I felt. Against Brentford last season, spanked against Chelsea, spanked against um, City. Like it was a shocking start to the season. I'd given up in August, so it's it's nice to, on the flip side, have to have two wins on the bounce. There's a lot of confidence. There's goals. I mean, do you know what I mean? Saliba, the franchise finally in the team, albeit scored an own goal yesterday. I put my hands up. That was a mistake on his part. But hey, man, it, it looks. Other good. than that, other than that, he was class again, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely other than that, class. he was brilliant again. And if I'm being He's just gonna have four in it because there was a one-on-one that um, Ward snuffed him in the first half, and then he had a, he had a tap in um, at the back post with his left foot. And, and the Ndidi tackle as well. He really should have scored. Mm, the Ndidi tackle as well. But man, he's he's looking sharp, man. The way he's done uh, Johnny Evans' dance, man, it's looking good. Martinelli two goals in two games. We've not mm. even really seen the best of Saka yet. Same with Odegaard, man. And yeah, you know what, man? I I hate to I hate I hate to be wrong, but sometimes you have you have to accept that you can be wrong sometimes. Obviously, I don't, I don't think, think he's a great player personally, but this advanced role that he's had, he had like I think I think he had like four touches in the opposition box, which was I think joint most of anyone else in in the league. Like um, over the weekend, like I'm happy for him, man. Like he, he got a goal, he got an assist. Um, yeah, man, he looked he looked good in like an advanced eight role. I mean, is it sustainable? If I speak, I'll be in trouble. But <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the thing is about this Jacker thing, yeah. Sorry, the thing is, yeah, he's been doing this since last season. I'm sorry, Toast, but he has. He has. No, he has. He's, he has, been, of he's No, I disagree. I, 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 I disagree. And you, you know, you know, the frustrating thing about Shaka, he, he can never change because if you watch the game. He actually almost cost us a goal in the first half. It doesn't right. matter, man. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. He's done more it, good it things it than bad. I get it. The problem with Shaka, right, is his mistakes always lead to big chances. Like he is a criminal in the middle of the park. Can I tell you? Can I tell you one thing? Can I tell you one thing? Can I tell you one thing? William Saliba. I told Shalom this last season. He's exactly like that. William Saliba will play exactly what you saw last season. He will play a good game, but he always has one booky thing about him that will cost the team the game. Right, and the difference is players have that, bro. Shaq has, Shaq has been doing that since 2016, my guy. <laughs> He's been doing that for six years, bro. I get it. So Saliba, I, get it. It's, we, we, I mean, it remains to be seen in the Prem. Shaq has been making these same mistakes 
six years in a row. I think I think Jacka I think Jacka since last season, like uh, uh, since last season, he's been a key Improved. key key cog in your midfield with party. As yeah, soon correct. as they, them two started clicking. It's been I'll a be key cog in that midfield. We, we, without we, without without Partey and without that protection that Partey is providing, allowing Shaka to move forward, Shaka's nothing. So yeah, 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 yeah. Them two. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about them two. Jacka shines for sure. My problem is. Well, so what happens when um, Partey gets injured, or what happens Aye. when Partey goes down? <laughs> then top four is <laughs> done. Wala, <laughs> man. So for me, you can't have a player who's relying on another player to have success. That's not good enough. You have to stand alone and be. A- Consistent and dependable player. Yeah, Tosin. I'm sorry, Tosin. Isn't that what a team is about? You need to you need to be dependent on your own, your other teammates to be to be successful. No, I, I no no. I complete I completely understand that, but not completely dependent. Shaka is okay. completely dependent on um, <laughs> uh, Partey sitting and Partey like if, if Shaka has to yeah. do any of the stuff where he gets the ball to feet. He has to move, maneuver to beat a man. We're in trouble. We're, we're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that, I think that's the, my biggest issue. I think the clear difference is um, Jacka can't play kind of the deep role that Partey does because he doesn't have the mobility or agility to move. Can't. But but being played forward, advanced as an advanced eight as it would, he he shines. And I think we're getting to see a new style of Jacka. I guess that that late run. Which is very interesting because I, I didn't know Jacker had that in his repertoire. It's so, crazy that it's taken six years, though, isn't it? The thing is, um, Arsene Wenger's always been correct. It's just, he, he, I feel like Wenger's similar to like a Corbyn. When he says things, people laugh. <laughs> And then later on, it turns out he was just spot nah, on. Take, Remember when we bought I think can't take six years, though. Yeah, no, no, no. When, 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 when at serious clubs, he would have been dashed after year two or three. No, no, no. But now, come on, man. We're even giving him new contracts. So for me, you can't say, ah, he's reinvented himself in year. No, 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 no. In that sense, I hear you, Toast. No, no, no. With context around it. But he's here, but he's here, and he's he's doing a damn thing. I'm not going to lie, man. It's been a season and a bit. Let's not. But, but Jacker was called to be a box to box. But but the thing is, he never really played that role. He was playing more of like a defensive, like a six. Which that's not that clearly as as um Tosin has noted. That's not his role. Jacker doesn't shine there. You see, so it is what it is. So Teta Teta found the magic. Let's I do, think bro, we were not we were in my bay last year. This year, actually, I told um. Toast, believe in in um, Arteta. Obviously, he didn't see he didn't see the vision. I told him, man. It's quite it's, it's mad that he said. That, so, Toast, now you believe that tactically he's he's up to par and he's he's the man to to take you man forward tactically. Hey, man, hey, man. If I can get my press that set of propaganda, yeah. If I speak, bro, let me not even say <laughs> because people will me. come and shoot me. If I if I could get it's like working, you know, a clock light or a pep light, like I mean, I don't I don't know who that is. I don't know the name who that is, but I'm taking them all day over Arteta in it. But with the context <laughs> of yeah, maybe a bit of propaganda on the. All or nothing documentary. I'm gonna try giving the benefit of the doubt because mm. for me, I was feeling inspired. I was c- taking in the vision. I was seeing the vision. I was taking in the message just from those couple of episodes. So I'm like, the players need to. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Uh, I definitely, in comparison to how I thought this documentary was gonna go in my head, they've definitely spun it positively, and we'll probably get into it when like all the episodes drop. Um, we'll probably properly dis- dissect it, but yeah, man, it's definitely you know putting te- uh, in a, in a good light man well you, sh- you don't think like, he should be placing a good light now 
I didn't no, I didn't say that, but I mean based on like You're how the season how, how the season went and the the numerous lows you man had. Yeah. Like he's defi- yeah. he's definitely done a good job of like galvanizing the team and still keeping them motivated. He, I think like, they've they've tried to spin that. For me, I think the the telling of how good Arteta is is similar to what you guys United are going through. You're about to lose three games in, in the and in, 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 on the bounce, mm-hmm. and we did the same last season. But he still managed to get us to fifth. I mean, if Eric Ten Hag can do that, then I'll give him his props. I don't think he can because of the way. The, go ahead. No, 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 no. What, what am I saying? No. He still managed to get us fifth. What's fifth? <laughs> Shalom, bro. I, I What's fifth, saying, bro? Like, <laughs> he still managed to get you he fifth. Didn't get the target. That's why. Yeah, that's why I didn't understand the whole. You need to be like us because you he finished. He did it fifth. again. Two no, weeks in a row. Well, and press. They've been alluded to trying to be like Arsenal, so I just left it. No, well, what the thing is, firstly, no, no, no. When did when did we allude to that? In the Never. chat, I think it was in the chat. I think so. Nah, 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 nah. nah. I what recall, I was man. saying, what I was saying is that, like, on one hand, <laughs> it's, it's very like, for the, especially the Arsenal fans who have gone through it themselves, it's very handy that they don't, they almost forget the fact that they started like this, and the people, the person that they were hounding for, wanting to leave the job, they all now yeah. saying, oh, he's got Certain the vision. Man. So Certain like, so, like, so like, let it breathe in it. Like, if if if, if you're actually going it by like the facts, let it breathe like you did your own your, your own manager in that sort yeah. of thing. But yeah. let's see in it. So I mean, this is we should really get a counter going for how many times during this season Shalom <laughs> says, "Oh, United need to be more like Arsenal." Arsenal, we, that's we bro. To, we I, the thing going. is, the thing is, I I would stand my ground because whenever whenever I say something, it happens to be right. Yes, you can use the whole fifth situation, and to me, I think Arsenal. Obviously, when we lost Partey, that was our that was fourth <laughs> position done. But I can tell you right now. <laughs> What Arteta did last season was something was was something special, positive. Yeah, so you why the documentary has literally is one. The documentary has made every Arsenal fan who was not a non-believer basically look at Arteta in a different light. Because when you actually deep it, if you actually think about, what, if, I don't know where you guys have got to in terms of like watching it, but they don't really touch on the the difficult days that Arsenal that's, that's got to Arsenal where they are now. Like right now, say, it's like, very much even when Arsenal lost the games that they did. I think Everton away no lost. Doom and gloom, it was very nothing. much like the FA Cup thing against it was, Yeah, it was very much like uh, Arteta comes into the room. He says like a mad speech. He walks out. Does and a diagram on the board? Yeah, it doesn't really talk around about his actual tactics behind Let's why they actually played the way no, he no, did. No, of course so, they can't go into like tactics. Just like that's, that's my point. It's a media. all or nothing thing. What did did can you see the tactics with Pep? Yeah, but my point is not necessarily we should have saw the tactics. My point is that like they mm. show you that aspects of it. Like the reason why that 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 the Arsenal lost against Everton and against lost against um, Nottingham, for example, they yeah. were also tactical reasons too. No? But like you don't really see that. You see his motivational speech, and then oh, yeah. the, the cameras start on Monday, and like yeah. everyone's basically getting ready for the week again. So that's the reason why I think that the documentary has definitely served its purpose. It meant a lot of Arsenal fans believe like, believe in his process a lot more now they've seen it in it, but mm. not necessarily the context. I don't feel that it gives you the whole context of the season. And, and outside of the Obama Young situations, yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that they they should talk badly about their manager because it probably won't do them any favors, but. Every single player had glowing reviews about him. Yep. 
Yeah. Every single player had growing views. You didn't really speak about Brent Leno, his time. Yeah, there. yeah. But Even though that was an interesting situation in itself. Yeah. But this is the thing, though. Like this I is why I, I I rate the whole Aubameyang situation. As a captain, there's certain standards you have to abide to. Even though people like you, you are a captain. You yeah, must I like abide. That. I did like that. Like, I did like. You know what I liked and, about like that. You know what I liked about him? The way he yeah. handles the media. I yeah, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I read the way he handles the media. Again, again, think about it. You know when, okay, previously to you watching that documentary, yeah, when you're watching Arteta, you'd probably just say, yeah, he's either like very monotone or he can yeah, get rattled from time exactly, to time. Yeah, but now yeah. that, 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 now with the that, documentary, it's very much that, oh, it, yeah. oh, yeah, like, he manages it more. So, it's fun it well. So, chat, so, chat, if, if, um, Ten Hag did what, um, Arteta did to Obama, then listen, no, 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 could you, could you, could you listen to me? Because my, my point is that, that decision, that yeah. decision established his dominance and power in the club. So you need a, 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 your coach to do Mace. exactly the same Mace. thing. Mace. Because you I, got, they're not playing for the manager. They need to play for the manager. That's my think, point. And I think he fumbled his he, he fumbled his first opportunity of doing that. Yeah. And he when he did when he didn't take Maguire out the team. Yeah, but but then, but then, Char, if 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 we're gonna do this whole comparing with Arsenal thing, I'll enter, I'll enter, I'll humor you, Mace. So, yeah. the this whole captaincy thing and stripping Aubameyang, this is something that didn't happen overnight, right? So, mm-hmm. as we saw in the documentary, he gathered evidence against Aubameyang before yeah. before action in the the um. The decision right oh, yeah, so it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a thing that like oh as soon it. as he steps in yeah you know as soon as he steps in he's he's ripping everything apart and taking the captaincy yeah. away it could be a thing where ten hag is doing it and he's monitoring the situation yeah. and yeah. Then he makes his decision later on down the True. line yeah we won't know until until time tells until he does it exactly yeah. so like it's if we're gonna do to this whole, i mean yeah. uh, the thing is i'm not uh, just i think you're not understand what i'm saying i'm not saying do exactly what arteta does i'm i'm saying i rate what arteta did by doing that it establishes dominance and that means the players look to him as number one like Oba was walking around that club as the number one guy, and, Man, and that, pull it up, human, exactly, exactly <laughs> my point. Hey, so, Miss, do you yeah. think that, like deep down, that was Arteta, a tactical choice for Arteta that he basically couldn't really spin as like a football decision because obviously Aubameyang was loved so much by Arsenal yeah. fans. Uh, that yeah. he, uh, let me tell you, for an angle, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Aubameyang was loved by Arsenal fans and loved by his teammates very much mm. because you even saw, what was it? Ramsdale saying, Oh, I, I, I hope miss he comes him. back. I miss yeah. Him. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The reason why this, I said in the chat, this was made easy because Aubameyang was having a, he was a stinker. Having yeah, a stinker. Exactly. Correct. If Aubameyang was moving, moving. He wouldn't have. Of course not. Of course not. No, 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 of course not. Even the, even the, even the, even the technical director, they were like, oh, how can we sell him? How can we do yeah, 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 They were going to beef him, bro. Let's, let's talk to Mikel him. again. <laughs> yeah, bro. So I think personally, so that's why like, Arteta, he has to take his props because it's obviously worked out. You've then gone and signed Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. He probably knew that that was a target the moment that happened. Mm-hmm. So, bro, yeah, bro, I, me, I can't, I'm not even going to sit here and be like, oh, but this, that. Arteta, is, he's definitely proven a lot of critics wrong, in it? Let's see how it goes once. Obviously, for me, the big I test was going to be Arsenal. Anyway, was gonna, was... It's gonna, the, the, the test for Arsenal, for me, is going to be when, obviously, the whole season kicks in and you have Europe yeah. too. Because that's, for me, is when I want to see the squad play. And that's when you have, like, 
is 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 um for example Smithrow and um, yeah. what's his name? Are they gonna be able to come in and start hitting the ground running? Like you know, so let's see, yeah. man. Let's see. Fair enough. Positive vibes in the Arsenal camp. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> they might still need. They might still wash them, man. Right, yeah, we need to move on. We need to move on. Um, final game of the game week. Drew, your beloved at Liverpool. First game of the year at Anfield after what has to be described as a very disappointing result for you on opening day to draw away to Fulham. You're welcoming Crystal Palace to Anfield. Um, for me, I think my only question really on this is given the fact that you started off the year on a disappointing note, what part of the team, what certain players are you looking to to provide the reaction? Because you, you need to put down a marker here and say, this isn't, that last weekend is just a blip. This is what we're going to put down for the rest of the season. Be- yeah, because of our midfield personnel being so short, you know what my obvious answer was going to be. But that Don is still going to be playing and he'll probably start again. So then my second obvious answer is going to be that other Don will also come on in the 60th or 70th minute. If you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Henderson and James Milner. Like, <laughs> these two need to be nowhere near my near the 11 even. But obviously, they would have to play. So um, the only thing that I would say is in this particular game is that we sh- probably should swap Firmino for Darwin and let Darwin give Darwin his first start at Anfield. Um, he's had a... Um, I mean, goals-wise, he ha- he's had a good preseason um, and he scored also in his debut in the Premier League as well. So... Give him his home debut under the lights in front of the Anfield crowd who will support him um, against Palace, who, you know, it's a, it's a difficult team. But obviously, at our ground, it should be straightforward for us. Um, I think it would, be a, it would be a good game for him to come in, man. So I think that would probably be the only change I would make. Um, obviously, most of our team against Fulham, they were not up to scratch. Um, Bar Salah, I think. Um, so all of them, they still got a level to race, man. So in general, I'm not worried, but... This is the Barclays, man. Quick prediction. Um, I think I put. What did I? I think I said three nil or something. Bro, no, them no. Crystal Palace v. Them man are perennial fucking four nil <laughs> takers when it comes to Liverpool, man. So that's mm. a, that's a it's dub. Three nil, then it. Yeah. yeah. So, I said I said five nil against Fulham, man. Look look where that took me. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm saying three nil with like under my breath in it, but let's see. <laughs> Nah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. I think the way... Because we were having this discussion earlier in the week, weren't we, about Thiago's impact on your team, Drew, and just <laughs> the the difference maker that he is, uh, just from a factual standpoint, is fair enough. And like you say, the central midfield needs to step up. I think, for me, the pressure's on Klopp more than anything, less the players, because obviously when you think of Liverpool and you think of their creative outlets, for me personally, I go straight to Trent and Robbo, right? That mm-hmm. like the fact you can attack for your fullbacks in a way that nobody else in the prem does or can. So, I what are you? Do you see the same as me, Drew, or anyone else in particular wants to chime in? Like that, from Klopp's really got to figure this out. Like it's on him to get a solution, whether it's shoring up the midfield and I pushing think, yeah, the other boys I on think, further. I think Klopp needs to have balls and actually drop Henderson, even like start like Harvey Elliott. Like we're playing at home under the lights, like. Sometimes just use the techie players. Naby Keita is coming back, so I'm happy about that because he was just ill. So there's no injury there. So he's coming back. Of, of course, he's not a Thiago, but he's like the closest stylistically. So um, 
yeah, he's coming back. And play, play. Um, what's his name, man? Um, Harvey. Harvey and Fabinho. Simple. Because like all this, like what about Carvalho? You, you want to see him play? Oh yeah, but obviously from the bench. I don't think he's ready yet to be immediately thrown in. But mm. I'm excited for him, man. I'm 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 happy with the signing, and I'm happy with what I've seen so far. Um, I'm not sure if Klopp's on the pressure as of yet, but I think in general that it, it, we need to get a dub, man. It can't even be a draw because then, um, like I said earlier, the United game will be huge for both teams because then <laughs> it'll be tight, man. It'll be tight. So um, we, we need to get a dub, man. Just, just on the Henderson point, I mean, there's such like a a big thing around dropping your captain. Like, I think that's probably more what's going through Klopp's head as a manager more than anything. They gave him new Connie, though, no? They gave him new Connie the other day, so obviously, like, Klopp Ooh, wants him. Around, as long, as, long yeah. as he's the club captain, but he's a always going to... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Henderson's like, a big boy, man. He nah, can handle that. No, nah, but, nah, but the thing is, like, bro... In, in his last season, how many times did Pep drop company? Ten times. Bro, you have to yeah. do it, man. Like, yeah, that's what I'm not saying. He's not leaving. I, 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 even when Shalom keeps saying that Henderson's going to retire at Liverpool, I don't, I don't like to hear those things, man. <laughs> I think he will, man. <laughs> I like. Did I like? He will. <sighs> but to, with, to be with, honest, he serves his purpose. Like, mm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be all super negative. In the big games, bro, he's he in does his yeah, thing. Yeah, and in the Champions League, in where, yeah. where like yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, he, he serves, his, he serves his purpose and he shows mm. up. But of course, the season thing, yeah, you don't yeah, want to see him Yeah, not on the 30 year game. I don't, mm, yeah, I don't mm. like him, bro. And plus, I feel like he's easily replaceable. Berea yeah, is him times two, bro. Like, there's bare players to him times two. Like, he's not unique. You get me? But people like Kenna, like, they're trying to act like he's like this unique like this unique midfielder in this world of football. No, he's not. He's very, very replaceable and will probably not even start for the vast majority of the top six teams. Hmm. Bro, United said hi, boy. The vast majority, <laughs> like I said. So maybe one or two. Are we even top six anyway, man? Let me not digress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads. Like, we've had some great chats there. Fair enough. It's, it's time for the end, boys. We need, to, we need to move to the bar. Who's got shots for me? Hey, man. Got, got a young got you said it you said it earlier, Jay man. Got a young shot. Jesus is risen, man. Like two goals, two assists. Could have been more, man. You know, if you, if we're trying to be greedy, could have been more. So yeah, man, what a great um home debut, man. Honestly, yeah, could 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 be the start of a really, really great um Zinchenko too, man. Every time every time I see Zinchenko and Jesus hug, hey man, just just makes me smile, man. So hey, shout out Pep for that one still, he buffer. <laughs> Hey, they've got you believing now, man. Oh, it's a sad sight. Man. It's a sad sight, man. <laughs> they got you too, Toast. Say no more, man. <laughs> All right, Shalom, you got one? I'm guessing the United boys probably don't. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to take the same shot for what that um, Tolson did, but give a shot to Martinelli as well. Um, he, he seems different this season, and I and I hope and I wish for more returns. Um, yeah, Yo, he cooked for Fana, by the cooked way. Him, oh, cooked him, cooked him. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa I didn't mind that because that took down his price tag, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> And and Saliba as well. Oh my God! Thank the franchise is back, Toast. Alright, that could be Toast's greatest ever thing, man. I swear. Shout that, out, that yeah. Plays out because he's looked good from what I've seen. Can't lie, man. I can't even front. Fair enough. Vince. Fair enough. I think my my shot for me. I didn't really mention too much, but had to be for Kante today. Like he ran that midfield. He was doing 
everything. He he was in three places at once. That was prime Kante. He pulled up at the end. We all hope and pray that it's not long term, but that boy is breaking down. He like he, he will be out for a decent amount of time. But when he's on that mm. form, oh oh baby, get the get the Italian like the hand gesture out for <laughs> oh, oh all right. I've but, got I've actually got a shot. One oh, last strike actually. Sorry, man. Last night, <laughs> you know the last one to the bar, like um just wanted to shout out just a quick shot, you know, to be back, man. It's been good. Jeez. It's been fun. It's been a long time coming, man. But yeah, shout out to the boys, man. Shot shot all around for us, man. I can take off my bulletproof vest now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me share the load now, man. Cool. Doesn't have to look over his neck like Xavi or Iniesta in centre mid anymore. <laughs> All right, listeners, thank you ever so much for tuning in. As always, Fantasy League, we always encourage you to sign up for that. Get those points in. Remember, if you're following us on socials and you manage to finish top, you get your own shirt. We're going to be back next week, same time as usual. And, yeah, I hope you manage to all survive the heat. Peace from me. Peace. Peace. <laughs> hey, Kyle.